Ian Happ. It's hard to take Ian Happ out of the lineup. This guy's swinging the bat really well. He's been a staple. He's the real deal. Happ is a switch hitter. He's got a beautiful swing. He's strong. We've seen him hit some long home runs. Happ hits a high drive deep to left. Dickerson at the wall. It's gone. A go-ahead home run for Ian Happ on a 1-2 pitch. Outfielder for your Chicago Cubs. He can run. He's a very good athlete. Now he's got all the tools. That man at third and only one out. That is going to be caught by Happ on the dive. A run-saving play by Ian Happ. Spectacular catch out there in right center field. Ian goes headlong on the sinking line drive and hauls it in. Host of the Compound Podcast. Shout out to Nico because I saw him a few days ago. He's yoked right now. He's ripped. That dude just keeps getting stronger. It's yep. terrifying. I got like a sneaky, like really good big league career on this guy. Like going to be a really good baseball player. Going to be like a top of the order bat. He's one of the smartest baseball people I've ever met. This being around that kid, man. Ooh. I met Ed Howard the other day. How was that? Their first rounder. He's 19 years old, I think. He is ripped. Yep. He's really? huge. It's like Kipnis and I were, <laughs> were hitting with them, and we were like, are we on the same planet? Like, are we playing some sports? <laughs> like, absolutely shredded. And for, like, an 18-year-old, like, put together, like, slapped yeah. together. It's like, okay, this is great. Ian Happ with Bernstein and Rahimi. On 670, the score. That's ah, a little optimism that you hear there from Ian Happ in the conversation he and the boys were having with Kyle Schwarber on the Compound Podcast. Ian Happ is on Twitter at IHAP underscore one. He's on the Alpamani Nissan hotline, Alpamani Nissan on North Avenue in Melrose Park or at APNissan.com. What's happening, Ian? How are you? Wonderful. How are you guys doing? Good. I, I want to tell you, I got a very, uh, very positive report from Monday from the Greater Chicago Food Depository. Um, one of my son's uh, best friends and longtime travel baseball teammates was one of your assistants on Monday. And uh, he was very complimentary of uh, both you and Jason Hayward and uh, thought it was just a, a terrific time for a great cause. Yeah, it was awesome that they were all down there uh, working hard. They were They were down there all day packing food and um, Jason and I came in at different times, but we were able to visit all the stations and, and see everything. And um, just the relationship that we've had with the food bank um, through Connect Grocers and Quarantine Coffee, uh, being able to see it in person for the first time and um, help out a little bit was really awesome, especially on, on uh, MLK Day. That was special to bring it all together. We've seen a lot of those viral pictures of the thousands of cars waiting in line to get food at the food banks. Chicago, a little more urban, so you won't see all the cars, but you will definitely see the need. What was your impression about how much they can use your help and other people's help? Yeah, it's just an amazing operation. I think what what we've been able to do um, with Connect Roasters since the start of I guess it was uh, March or, or April, I guess April when we first started um, selling the coffee. Um, and we've done over 13,000 meals with the food bank. So um, just the impact that, that we've been able to have um, and, and how much that they're able to do with so little, um, it, it really is incredible. Um, you know, we were packing emergency boxes, and you see what goes into that. Um, and then, you know, three pound bags of pasta and, um, all of these essentials that people need, um, especially in our community, um, that has been hit so hard, uh, by this virus and this pandemic it, to be able to give back, um, and just see 
how much they do within our community and how much they need our help. So what is your current contract situation? Have you had your hearing yet? Have you had your, your proverbial day in court for your arbitration hearing, or is that still pending? No. Yeah, yeah, still pending. Don't have the official date yet. So, uh, you know, all those cases will be in the first couple of weeks of February. Um, so, yeah, in, in limbo right now. Um, you know, we'll have a contract at some point, but I'm going through the process, and uh, it's part of the job. So you're not going to take the advice that the they always say never ever attend your own arbitration hearing. It's because you don't want to hear your team try to tell you how much you suck to try to pay you less money. So are you actually going to be a part of it? Yeah, we'll see. I was planning on being a part of it. It's all it's all virtual this year. Um, usually the the hearing would be in Arizona, but um, this year it's it's uh, remote via Zoom. I'll probably. Um, depending on what time in February it might be in Arizona by that time. So um, we'll see. Uh, I was planning on being a part of it, but you're right. You you really don't want to hear uh, the team trash you. So that's that's a tough, tough, line, tough uh, line to walk. Yeah, that was good advice you gave. It, it stuck with me. So you're a brave guy either way for either sitting through it or having to hear it. Uh, I know you talked about volunteering with Jason Hayward and you guys were there at different times, but I think his his work, especially this off season and uh, the one before, have really been notable. What can you say about Hayward's charity work and just the what he's doing off the field to give back? Yeah, he cares so much about this city. I think Jason's a, a pretty private guy, um, and he does a lot of his good works in silence, um, which is is very admirable. And it takes. Uh, guys like me talking about how awesome he is to really get everybody to realize that. Um, and, and that's how I think, you know, he prefers to do all of his, all of his work behind the scenes. He, he's an incredible human being. He's done so much um, for this city, the way that he talks about Chicago, uh, his love for the city, you know, he's been living here now in the off season. And, and I think it's something that some place that he sees himself being long-term. So, um, what he's done for the city, giving back, he's done, uh, you know, he was obviously, he was our Roberto Clemente uh, nominee um, this year for the Cubs. What he's done, um, not just for the food bank, for, um, you know, social injustice charities, he's really run the gamut of um, just supporting the city. Uh, he's always been a huge supporter of other uh, players' charities, um, whether it's the Rizzo Foundation or John Lester's Never Quit. Um, he, he's just, he's a great person and he, he really does care about this community and he's really ingrained himself in everything that is Chicago. There was a really cool moment in, in your interview with Kyle Schwarber when you guys told him about the, the probability at that time when you were recording that John Lester was also going to be joining the Washington Nationals and his really genuine excitement in in that that probability was palpable it just it totally came through and it's just yet another reminder of how you guys just really revere john lester and what what he's meant and you've talked about it at length but to to hear how excited schwarber got was was really kind of a cool moment yeah it was really awesome uh whenever you have someone who's as accomplished as john is um, you know, coming over to, to be a part of your team, especially 
Um, you know, for sure, this is the first time he's been on a new team. Um, and so to be able to go through that with a really good friend uh, and mentor like John Lester, who's had to do this a couple times, uh, I think it'll really help him. Um, there's some, that's, you know, it's another familiar face uh, with Davey, um, which would be really great for Schwab. And just, you know, you know John's going to take care of you. You know he's going to look after you. And then you know he's going to make the team better. He's going to go out there and compete. He's going to make 30 starts. Uh, and like I said on the podcast, um, you know, John Lester in a four or five slot in the rotation is dangerous. You know, I'll take that any day of the week. Um, you know, he's going to compete. He's probably going to win at least 10 games minimum, probably 15 games for them um, in a four or five spot. And that's all you can ask for. He's, he's an absolute stud. It's a good rotation when you put it all together in Washington, where they've developed with him. When you think about Str- uh, Strasburg and Scherzer and Corbin, but what, Outside of just what we know about John Lester, what what are the things that I think the teammates are going to miss the most about him? I know we've talked about it a little bit here and there, but what he meant to the Cubs, I think, stands to be repeated a couple times. Yeah, he meant so much to the organization just because of the way that he changed the culture, the winning attitude that he brought. You know, he he all he's done is, is win everywhere that he's been. I think the stat line is pretty incredible that he has the exact same win percentage in ERA in Boston and in Chicago. Right. And his, I think his win yeah. percentage is some like something ridiculous over, um, you know, over 600. I think it's almost, you know, he wins two thirds of the games that he starts. Like that's just insane. Um, and so he, he brings that, mentality and he brings the experience that it doesn't matter how it gets done. The only thing that you need to worry about is winning. Um, he always wants to be a great teammate. He wants to be a, a great mentor. Um, and I think he's going to learn. I said this on the podcast, but he's going to learn from that staff as well, because he's always trying to grow. He's always trying to get better. Um, he's not you know, complacent is the farthest thing from what John Lester is. Um, and he's that guy that if he goes out, and only throws four innings and gives up four or five runs uh, and burns the bullpen a little bit. He feels like he let the team down. You know, he 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 doesn't care about himself. He's not. He doesn't care about his stat line. Uh, he cares about letting the team down and not um, not putting the team in a position to succeed for the next week. That's something that he talked a lot about as a starting pitcher with us. Was his job was to go seven eight innings and give the bullpen a break, and that's how they would compete in Boston, and that's how. Uh, he grew up. Beckett would compete with him to have seven or eight innings and, and give the bullpen to rest. And that was um, something he talked about. And I think it really, it, you know, it ingrained in Hendricks. It ingrained in um, some of the young guys that w- came up under him. Um, and that wealth of knowledge around the game of baseball is something everybody's going to miss. And the conversations on the plane, um, him organizing team dinners and getting everybody to go out and talk baseball and talk shop. Um, inviting guys up to his suite to to have a couple beers and talk about baseball. Um, he he loves talking about the game. He loves teaching the game, um, and that was something just from a camaraderie standpoint as a teammate um, that I'll definitely miss. Not to mention our our golf games. Well, I was just going to say, and organizing the golf games and paying for guys too. And then I love the story when Dakota was saying, you know, maybe uh, I think it might have been uh, was it Lester or Schwarber, like maybe we'll pick up the tab on this one. And turned out to be like an extra two hundred and fifty dollars or something, which for uh, for a minor league player is no small expenditure. Yeah, that's about that's about all your meal money for the week. I was going to say, yeah, you're not going to eat. But the uh, what what's just the the latest briefly that you're hearing about? 
season starting on time and or what the rules are going to be and designated hitter, do we have any more clarity on what baseball is going to look like yeah. and when it's going to start? Yeah, the, there's some more clarity coming. Unfortunately, we don't know about you know, DH um, and where that's going to land. Uh, I I would hope to have some sort of resolution as we as we run into camp. But um, as far as the the start time, everything that we're hearing is on time. Uh, protocols are starting to get firmed up. You know, I, I would say that it's going to look very similar to the way that uh, the season ended last year. Uh, I think the strictness, the um, uh, testing, um, all of that's going to look very, very similar uh, until you know, some, some more vaccine, vaccines are handed out, until players can start being vaccinated, and then we'll see if those uh, start to ease up a little bit. But definitely, uh, the start of spring training looks to be on time, and um, it, it's a lot of work for uh, our entire staff, for Nick Frangella for our entire training staff to put this all together um, to coordinate testing, to coordinate getting guys to camp. You know, our our um, traveling secretary, VJ, has his hands full with this one. So um, I think teams are, are hoping that um, things can be a little bit more firmed up and a little bit more sure so that uh, everybody can get their planning done because that's that's the hardest part for, for everybody. And it, it falls on just a few individual shoulders, so we're trying to get everything in line to make it a little bit easier on everybody. Speaking of testing, I, I wanted to let you know this is uh, something that I, I found out about is my daughter's getting ready to head back for her second semester freshman year at Denison. They've done an unbelievable job with testing and tracing and uh, pool testing and all they've done, and it is thanks to the Ohio State Nursing Program who has partnered with them. And they've done a lot of the nursing students have done a ton of the work in Granville, helping them, you know, keep track of everything, going through all the data and doing the testing. So uh, tell your mom great work and uh, more, more power to the uh, OSU nursing school. I will. Today is her birthday. So that will be a nice little, uh, nice little birthday present for her. We'll be hearing that the Ohio State nurses are, are doing everything that they can to help out. They, they certainly are. Ian, uh, continued good health and look forward to talking again soon. Thanks so much. Have a good one. That's Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs.